Oh, What's oh, going oh. on, RG? Yes, you are here first. You got it. Nobody is ever going to come in here and beat you, sir. What's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Simply Bree and... Uh, that be. That be. And uh, you guys have tuned into Simply Bree and That Be, where we have discussions on topics that a lot of people are afraid to tap dance on. And, you know, we do it with no shame. So, of course, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Um, if you are replaying this episode, we are glad that you selected us to watch on your beautiful Thursday evening. And uh, make sure that you subscribe, follow us on social media, uh, make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend, share this with someone, and most importantly, make sure that you engage with us because... We definitely enjoy hearing what you guys have to say about the given topic. So speaking of the given topic, tonight's topic is all about, is love really unconditional? So we'll talk about, you know, just our personal experiences and what makes something unconditional and what are some conditions and stipulations that people tend to place on the level of love, I guess you can say. So Make sure you guys keep it locked here on He Said What Network, and uh, we'll go ahead and get this show started. All right, we are back. You guys have tuned into Simply Bree and That B. And um, tonight's topic is all about is love really unconditional? But before, of course, we get into that, we must discuss our days. Um, so, Betty, of course, how was your day? How was your wonderful Thursday and your week leading up to Thursday? Um, it's interesting. Uh, as we were talking about earlier, I still have no internet. Mm -hmm. So that's frustrating because I work from home. So that means that I have to make up all these hours. So, uh, but I'm happy I have a job and yes. I have the money to pay the internet. So, hey, <sighs> but that's how my week has been. And I've been doing like a little bit of therapy on my knee too. And it still mm -hmm. hurts and. I actually now was putting a, um, a heating pad on it mm -hmm. since I'm doing a lot of other stuff now and it's focusing on trying not to use this leg. I wasn't aware that apparently your other muscles get super tired oh. um, and then you start getting different pains because you're not using certain muscles you normally use as crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but I've asked everyone else that has had like ACL injuries or knee injuries or whatever. And they're all like, yeah, that's part of the recovery. So, oh, no. so it sucks, but whatever. It could have been worse is what I keep on thinking. So, yeah, but that was my week. Wow. Too. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I've, I've just been 
living it up. Um, started a new position at work this week, so I've been in a lot of training. I, I got to actually get onto the lake today, so that was pleasant. I just knew my eyelashes was going to blow off. I just knew it. I knew it. They were just flapping in the wind, and I was just looking down. I had to put my hoodie on because I was not trying to lose a lash. Like, we're just not doing that. So, um, would you take off the other lash? No, I still have them on. But if one would have come off, I would have had to take off the other side because I can't be looking crazy. So I, I might be like maybe they won't notice. <laughs> what? They'll notice <laughs> even more. Oh. Yeah. Okay. This girl said, "Oh, <laughs> yes." No, I can't. I can't do that. So it's either all or nothing. So thankfully, I still have them on, and they did not blow off. And I have no problem telling my coworkers, "Listen, my eyelashes almost flew off." Like <laughs> I've literally one time. Um, we were on the Wave Runners, and it was my first time on the Wave Runner, and I didn't know how to prepare myself for this, but I got on the back and, of somebody, and I was holding on for their life, and my lashes started flapping in the wind, and I was like, oh, hell no, and I went rip, rip, and threw them off into the wind, because I was like, I'm about to have fun today. Yes. Yeah. So. I mean, you wore eyelashes to the beach? Yeah. I wear eyelashes every day. It's just like a casual wear for me. It's not like special occasions. Like some people do it for special occasions. I just like having long eyelashes because my natural lashes are short and straight. Like they point down. So yeah. they got no type of curl to them. So that's why I wear lashes. Um, but yeah. So that was my um that was my week. Um, tomorrow is Friday. Can you believe it? We're already in March. I know that's crazy. <sighs> it's like, where is the time going? Um, so yeah, that was that's that's how things are going right now for me. All happy news, all smiles and butterflies and stuff. So, a shout out to P's Intuition. Um, if you guys do not know who P is, she is the host of Let's Connect with P's Intuition, which is a uh, show where she conducts oracle readings, oracle and intuitive readings um, on Sundays on He Said What Network from 1130 a.m. until 12 p.m. Um, P will completely understand what's going on. That's why I'm just like smiling. But um yeah, so tonight's topic is love really unconditional. Um I say that I don't feel anything is really unconditional when you're dealing with humans because we have natural reactions, natural feelings, um despite how much we try to control things. I mean, it's not going to always go our way. And so, yeah, if I can sit here and manipulate a situation to my advantage, then I think I would do it. And I think that people actually do actually, that people do that. They, they manipulate things and they put 
stipulations on things where it benefits them. So I don't think that love is unconditional, um, especially when you hear people or you've been in experiences with people where they say, well, if you love me, then you will. If you love me, then you need to show me or whatever the case may be. Um, because I feel like people show their love in different ways and it may not be the way that you want to see the love, but you have to learn your partner in order to be able to identify with the way that they display love. What do you think as far as love? Is it unconditional to you or does it have boundaries and things like that? So you mean, because everything you said pretty much was for when you're in a relationship. You mean, is love unconditional with a romantic partner? However, however, however you want to address it. I'm just addressing it because that's, that was the way that I was looking at it from my personal perspective. I think for me, it depends on, on the person. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Did you freeze? Oh, there you go. I can hear you now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw it spinning. So, um, so yeah, but was that my internet issue or is that That something going on? No. Wow. Okay. So I would say, uh, depending on the person that I was dealing with, there's Mm -hmm. been people that honestly, I will put stipulations as you say, and no matter how hard I try, being honest with myself, I still love the person. Um, Definitely not my (laughs) (laughs) ex-husband. Wait a minute. Make sure I say that, which is why I say, and I thought to myself, what makes it different, Betty, with him than when, than when you, you know, might have still felt something for someone else, even though you might have ended it, ended it, is it something that you still love the person? Yeah. In in that other situation, yes. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, maybe it's the type of hurt that they do to you that makes it whether it's something you could accept it or not. Um, okay. And even I would think a family member, you know, depending on what the family member does to you, it's something where you could be like, well, I could still in my heart forgive this person. So, you know, yeah, of course, I'm still going to love them. I'm going to still love them till I die. Um, a lot of people, and this is why I asked, a lot of people I've spoken to in my life, they actually, first thing they always say, no matter what is, uh, love un- unconditional, yes, my kids. Yeah. But yet I know people that have kids and breathe. Let's be honest. Some people have kids and they don't love those kids. And yet most people are like, no, it's 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 a given. With your yeah. kids, it's love unconditional. But, but that isn't yeah. even the case with others. That's why I say sometimes it depends on the person. Um, and what you're willing to put up with, I guess, from right. the person that you're loving, 
for you to say, I can stop, you know, I'm not going to love this person no more. Um, maybe it's the amount of times I, I believe that there has been certain people that no matter what they've done to me, even though it's something that I like, you know, with me, loyalty is like a big thing, you know, they might've cheated and I'm just like, you can't get them out of your system. Um, Why? Eventually, eventually life might have happened and then you have to go your separate way. And then that's how you, you know, separate. But do you still think about them and love them? Yeah. So this is, a, this, this is a question. This is a question I have for you. Um, because you bring up a very good point where you say, you know, even when they do certain things, why, why do we give certain people passes when it comes? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That's actually the point I was trying to make. I don't know. Okay. I thought about it and thought about it, Brie. And I was like, and it kicks me in the ass because you know the type of woman I am. Welcome I would to love to be able to say, you know what, that person, and I'm never going to talk to them again, and I'm never going to love them again, and I'm never going to see them again, but that's not the case. And I reiterate, I am not speaking of my ex-husband. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't want this to ever come out and anyone to ever say, ow, because that's definitely not. Are we frozen? Oh. No, I was typing the question that, that I was posing to the room. Oh. Why do we give certain people passes for multiple tries at love? Like, because unconditional love means no strings attached, right? If, if we say, I love you, but when you get hurt by that person, oh, you really didn't, I really didn't love them, or they really didn't love me, then that means that you're tying pain, you're connecting pain to love. So as long as you don't experience pain, then love is okay. Oh, look at this, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey. I'm like, I don't have my glasses on, so I'm like, Brian? Oh, Brian, Brian. created from, um, from IG. It's from his other account, though. I think that's his new account. Yeah, that's what hey, he was saying. Um, but so yeah, so why is it where and this this is the conditions you're you're connecting pain to a pleasure. So as long as you don't experience that pain, then the pleasure is there. The minute the, the pain comes into play, now the pleasure is questionable. Why? I'm saying I don't know. <laughs> and okay. I don't know why it's it's excusable for some people and why not others. But I'm being honest. Right. And yeah. I do know that with certain people, um, and I'm even thinking of people from way in my past that at times others bring this person up. And, you know, obviously me and this person were no longer together. We haven't been together in years. But to be honest with myself, when I hear their name, is there still like a little like something where I'm like, man, I'm always going to really love that person. And like, I really just don't wish him any, you know, like wrongdoing, you know, I, I, I want the best for him. When I do, I think I heard a while back that he had finally, he was finally having a daughter and I was like, oh my God, I feel so happy for this person. So, so that's what I mean by like, 
we still have, and you know, and things didn't end bad, but he was disloyal. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't something that I could put up with, but I even at the time recognized it wasn't that I didn't love him. It was that as a woman, I couldn't allow him to do that because mm-hmm. I was just going to continue to be unhappy because of all the disappointment. Um, but to be honest with myself, can I mm-hmm. say I know longer, like if he stood in front of me, I would question, I wonder today if he stood in front of me, would I actually feel something? I mean, I wouldn't think so. Right. Because it's like a whole life away. But would I still be like, you know, hands down if somebody's like, oh, would you love this person? Of course I do. I will forever love this person. Um, and it's like the weirdest thing because I don't know what gives that person a pass that it wouldn't get give someone else, like let's say my ex-husband. But I mean, my ex-husband did do a lot. So I think that is why with me, it would be a different situation there. Um, so, but it comes back to another point, you know, mm-hmm. depends on what they did. Maybe, I don't know. Hmm. Do, you ever, do you ever think like that? Oh, there's somebody from my past um, and I love them. And then for whatever reason, you know, life happened and you guys had to separate and it might've been that you decided, okay, this is the best decision for myself. Um, but, but you know yourself, you never stopped loving them. No. So I, I honestly don't feel that I genuinely ever loved anyone. Um, except oh my for my God. What? what? Yeah. Because this is the thing for me now as an adult, where I'm going on 39, I am able to identify not just emotionally, but mentally and spiritually what love is to me. So not what someone else identifies love is, but what I feel. And I don't feel like I have genuinely ever loved anyone like I do my son. Um, so I can't honestly feel like, or say that I, I, you know, feel like I lost love or, you know, I, I, I still love this person, even though we fell out or whatever the case is, because, um, when it comes to relationships, no, and not even, not even my ex-husband. Um, I feel like, because I was young in that relationship. I was 19 when we got together and I was 23 when we got divorced. So for me, I feel like it was infatuation. It was the, um, the fact that he was filling in that, that void for, um, my father in a sense. Um, and I, I grew up, I don't have daddy issues. I grew up with the father. Um, so it's almost like he took on that protective role. And for that, I really cherished him and I looked up to him. Um, and I gave him a lot of control and power because that's what you do with, you have a father, your father is the one that's leading. So I, I, I don't feel like, like if something was to happen, Lord forbid, um, 
you know, I would I be sad or would I feel some type of way? Yeah, I would genuinely feel some type of way. But I I wouldn't feel like, oh my God, I can't go on or anything like that. Like now. Um so for me, I guess love is different because now that I'm at this age, I know what love is. And I I I think that's why I give it so freely in a sense. Um that's why I'm so I'm so genuine and I'm so caring and I'm so wanting to help because I'm able to give my love in the way that I see fit, um, you know. So, and then of course when I get into a relationship, he gonna get all this love. But yeah, <laughs> love or is that love? Though? He gonna love. get love, 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 love. Yes, that. Yes. So RG says um, that person might have touched your heart in a way no one else ever has. It's difficult to part with a bond that you will never experience again. I can definitely. Um, Brian is like, well, um, yeah, I mean, it. And Brian, stop lying. Those, those connections, you know, when you have those connections with people, I like to I like to investigate why I have a connection. And if I'm the only one that feels this way, because I know like soul ties, those connections that you have when you are intimate with someone, you know, those things are powerful. Those things will have you like sweating, have you experiencing anxiety at a whole different level. Um, so when you are intimate with someone and those feelings come around, is it love or is it just that sexual connection? Betty, you're, um, there you go. Okay. Did well, you, you hear know what, what it is? Is that, is that they're trying to bring it back up. Because oh. I looked back and I was like, wait a second, what's going on? And the light is actually now blinking. Let me tell you something, Bree. I hate all of this. Nothing is a human. Everything oh. is. Do you know what I figured out that this lady ended up doing? You call a cable company. You're like, oh, I have no internet, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, okay, I'll try to see if I can do it from here. All they're doing is the exact same thing you do when you go in the app and you click a little button and it's reset the modem. Yeah, I used to do that too because I I did tech support for a cable company and when people now I'll tell you this. Let me give you a little tip. When dealing with tech support for a cable company, be nice to them um, because. They will they will disconnect your cable. They will disconnect your internet. They will remove your router off of your account for a couple of hours just because he was nasty. I know back in the days, I yeah. listen, you call me and you talking nasty to me and you on your house phone. Oh, I'm resetting your modem. Oh, well, you know, wow. the call dropped. Oh, hello. Hello. Yeah. So be nice. I mean, I... I worked in call centers and I'm not mean to people on the phone because of that. Um, so yeah, it was definitely not that we actually had a good convo. I honestly just don't understand. You could tell that this woman wanted to tell me, look, we really don't know what's going on. It's, but I would have it, it was an outage and I would look at the map. Here's the other thing. And I told her, look, I know there's an outage. 
Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the map and it tells me the street above me has no internet. The street below me has no internet, but my house has internet. What? And and I have no internet. So, so she was like, uh, I mean, she can't really tell me, you know, they record those calls and everything, but yeah. it's like, I prefer. And if anybody from like a cable company hears us, that's like a big CEO or whatever, right, Brie? Yeah. <laughs> um, they need to know, just tell the customer the truth. I would appreciate Look, we really have no idea what's going on. There's a lot of stuff going on in this world. Let's figure it out. Um, we will try to get you back up as soon as possible, as opposed to um, faking like you're really trying to fix it and, you know, the whole spiel. Yeah. Um, and it's back off. I'm so excited. I want to, I want to run, but I can't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Can't do that. Wait, let me, can, let, let me turn it on. Hold on. Okay. We should be brought should to be you good. guys live. Whoops. My hair, my hair got taken. Uh-oh. She froze. So it must be connecting. Oh. There you go. No? Yes. Okay. Yes. You know, the worst part is that now after this, I have to log on and work. I mean, it's either that or you're just missing out on time. Well, no, not just that. There's things that were due today that I needed to get in and I couldn't get them in. Mm. Get mm -hmm. it in. Um, so <laughs> I do have another question uh, in regards <laughs> to love so it was something else that you had mentioned um where you said there's a lot of people who have kids that they don't love their kids and the thing is if you were raised and your parents didn't love you how would you think that would affect you as a parent you're going to mimic this either either going to do one of two things you're either going to mimic the same behavior or you're going to overcompensate the behavior because you don't want to have anyone else experience what you experienced. Um, are, would you agree? Would you disagree? What do you, what do you think about that? I think it would also might be people that have uh, mental health issues as well. Mm -hmm. I've noticed throughout my life, there's been, especially when I was younger, I would notice the way certain parents would act with their kids. And now that I'm older, I would realize, oh, this person is, <clears throat> you know, clearly when somebody's bipolar, they're going to be one way to their child one second. The next minute, they're going to overreact and be, you know, completely aggressive with their child the next. Um, and I've seen just, I, I've known friends that their parents, you know, they would tell me in conversation that their parents had either like anxiety or, you know, schizophrenia or, and now as an adult, I think, first of all, my mom was crazy letting me play over their kid's house. <laughs> um, but oh my God. but it's not, you know, in the eighties and in the nineties, it's not stuff that like parents really thought about. Like, Oh, hey, well, sure you can go over. Hi, sure. You can yeah. go over you know, Pam's house, um, but does her mom have any mental health issues? Like, parents don't ask that, right? Mm -hmm. So no. I would think that would have something to do with it, too, and that would cause you to, I don't know, not be... <laughs> That's water. What does he say? 
There's a big ass bottle of Ciroc. It's water. Um, Ciroc. I'm not a drinker like that. <laughs> You're a mess. Proceed. So, uh, so I think it could also have to do with that. But yeah, you know, you you. From what I hear, though, Bree, because I've also seen families or, you know, where the parents are like, you know, they beat their kids, but yet they didn't come out of that type of upbringing. It's just something where you know, maybe they're like, I, I guess, you know, also they could be an addict of, of like drugs or alcohol. I've seen that where the parent is like, they're horrible to their kids. Right. Um, is this Brian again? It is. It's him and Mike. Mike talking about he thought so as well. Oh. And then Brian talking about he won't call our sponsor. I am done. Well, speaking of sponsors, we're going to go ahead and cut into our commercial break. So, you guys, you are tuned in with your girl Simply Bree and me. That be, and uh, we'll be right back. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, P, with Let's Connect with P's Intuition. Um, I am P's Intuition. So what I do is, like, spiritual guidance and energy cleansing. Um, okay, I'm going to start over. All right. Okay, so that wasn't the right commercial. So we're gonna go ahead and just play a different commercial and then we will uh, we'll return uh, momentarily. Okay. Support of people of color begins with support by people of color. Introducing Melanin People. Melanin People is a new innovative new social media platform people of color from all around the world. It's a place for us to interact, showcase our talents, express our passions, share our cultures, and do business, both locally and internationally. Download the Melanin People mobile app now. Connecting people of color. All right, we are back. Um, welcome. You guys have tuned in to Simply Bree and... That be. <laughs> I that got be. it right. Got it right. Yeah. That be. <laughs> One more time. That be. <laughs> no. Opposite side. Opposite side. Oh no. That side. Yeah. So to okay, your no, left. Wait. Your left. I'll do you first. No. Oh, no. I have to do you first. Okay. <laughs> Simply bring, and that be. <laughs> Whatever. I can't I can't get used to that. I don't know. My brain works different. It's the opposite sides. It's perfectly okay. Y'all, you got it. That's just like a simple sports. When I'm looking at Mike and I'm like, if they say something crazy, I just wait, how's that go on the plane? Um oh, no. I'm Oh wait! They, oh. oh wait! No, that's that's traffic. That's in the car. <laughs> what is this? That's wax that on, wax off. <laughs> Stop while I, I think wax it's, on, it's, wax it's off. It's like this, right? Like your exit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then wait. Oh. Oh. 
That's the airplane people. They got those things, those wands, and they go like this. I like this. Oh, gosh. What are those things? <laughs> Lips, lip gloss and, uh, and chopstick. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shout out to Simply Sports. We got RG in the building as well as one mic. And um okay. I, I enjoy the micisms. Micisms is just like priceless. You never know. You never know what is gonna be said. It's either coming from RG and his biblical scripture from uh protect your neck and yeah, the Jesus hands, the Jesus hands. So I know they're like, okay, wait a minute. What the hell did I just tune into? Um, we're talking about, is love really unconditional? And I said I had a question. The question was, if you were raised by parents who didn't know how to show love to you, do you feel as though that could play an influence on how you are as an adult when you have children or even, even in relationships, you know, if your parents didn't love you or show you that they loved you and cared for you, is that awkward or does that make you feel weird when you're in a relationship or someone shows that they care? So, uh, I think we might have to ask somebody that I guess has been in that position. Like my mom, when I was younger, was the one that did the scolding and the hitting. Mm -hmm. And my dad never once in his life, you know, put like a finger on me. And I felt loved in the aspect of, especially growing up, like right. I never felt like he didn't love me. So I, I couldn't even, to me, I see a kid, even if it's not my own child, and I, I spend enough time with that child and eventually I start loving them. Yeah. So I can't even think to myself, like, how could I have a child and not, no matter what they do, yeah, you know, not, you know, like those parents, Bree, the, the ones that like disown their kids. Like, yeah. Do do I don't know do how that? a parent can kick a child out. Well, I've been kicked out. So believe it or not, yeah, a lot. Yeah. But I never saw it as that it wasn't that my parents didn't love me. I saw it as... That that's their way of showing tough love, especially coming from the era that my parents came from. Right. Um, it never broke me. Should it be something where I don't think parents should force their kids out? Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. But it's right. not something where I didn't necessarily feel loved. I felt like, you know, their stance on a lot of stuff and mine just at one point it just does not mix. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that break is, is a, a welcome break, depending on the situation. But I always had some place to go. I never lived on the street. Um, I would stay with friends. Uh, it's not like my parents thought I was, you know, like walking the streets with them. Right. Um, those parents that do know that your child is out on the street like that, that's, I can't even fathom that, Brie. I, I can't yeah. imagine. Um, or or like the ones that disown the kids for a, an array of reasons. Yeah. I don't understand. Them. Like, is there anything, for example, your son would, could ever do 
could ever do that you would be like, I will never speak to you again in my whole entire life and actually follow through? Not that I would picture, no. No, because right. love, I love my son unconditionally. Like, I mean, you see it. those moms like you that are like, I don't care what my son does. You know, like even the, the serial killer's mom sometimes mm -hmm. are like, it's my son. Right. It's my son. You know, I feel for the families. I, I feel for the other people. I would hate for him to ever do something like that. But do I want, like, my son to get the electric chair? No, I don't, because it's my son, and I love my son, right? Mm -hmm. That That's the kind of love that, to me, makes sense, not the mm -hmm. one where the parents are like, no, I'm never talking to him again. No, I don't um, go like that. Yeah. Um, so Mike says, I believe we know what we see and seem to apply or carry that into our into our adulthood. We are truly still working through breaking traditions and habits. I agree with you 100%, sir. Um, so the interesting thing, I won't say that I wasn't loved growing up. I will say that there were a lot of conditions that in situations in the family that prohibited my mom from probably showing affection the way that I feel now I needed it back then. And that does relate back to even her childhood and how she was shown affection and love. So if there's a lack there, then it's going to be a lack on me. And for that very reason, and this is why I don't believe when people say, oh, I was raised this way and my moral, you can change it. Um, for that very reason is the reason why I tell my son I love him just randomly, like just randomly, because I wasn't raised hearing that. I wasn't raised being praised. Um, I wasn't raised being told that I'm going to be something when I grow up. So for that very reason, I make sure that I do that with mine because I don't want him to go through the same exact thing. And this is exactly hand in hand with Mike. With We're breaking traditions. We're tackling um, the issues that we're able to identify, which affected us in our childhood. And we're making those changes so that it doesn't continue to be an ongoing process and a repeating cycle. Because it's easier to just sit here and not be like, I love you, not express your emotions and your feelings and your gratitude for someone. It's easy to do that. It, it takes more of an effort to actually tell someone how you feel because you run the risk of, are you telling them because you're looking for them to tell you how they feel in return, like reciprocation? Or are you telling them because you're genuinely expressing you and whether they say anything in return or not doesn't matter. So, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a challenging situation. The funny thing is, Ever since my son was born and I started telling him I love him, my mom started telling me she loves me. So it's like, it's almost like reverse osmosis. Like I'm teaching her how to love me through loving my son. Yeah. 
So it can be done. You definitely, it's just, it takes time and you have to remove your ego from it. Um, I feel like with love comes ego, you know, have you ever wanted to tell someone how you felt about them, Betty, but you were just like, "Mm, I'm not going to do it just in case they don't feel the same way. Well, I was going to actually comment on what you were saying earlier. Okay. Um, my parents growing up, they were never like, we love you. Um, they were never like, oh, and I think it's again, because they were from an era where that's just not the way you really treated kids. Right. Um, it wasn't common. It was mostly uncommon to have the parent that's that loving that actually does that. Um, right. Yet in their own little ways, they would show that, you know, I was their child and they loved me. Um, mm-hmm. Once my dad got sick, I would, especially now that we were older and everything, I would tell him like, you know, just because I didn't want it to be something I never said, I would tell him, you know, dad, I love you or whatever. And he would actually be like, I love you too, Betty. So I would be like, ah! and I hated the fact that it took him to get sick. And I hated the fact that it was all the way at the end of his life when he actually felt comfortable with doing that. But when my dad was younger, Bree, he seemed like he felt awkward even saying the word I love you. I never even heard him tell my mom I love you. So my mom was always, you know, the busy mom and, you know, the child rearing mom. But was she like, I love you on my birthday cards? (laughs) Right. Um, So, so yeah. Um, So what was the question? (laughs) I was just talking about like, you know, growing up and you're not really hearing it so you breaking the cycle by actually expressing it to loved ones um yeah. and, and being genuine about it actually meaning it oh i think you had asked if it was hard though to express it to right yeah 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 yes, how, yes. yeah was it hard for you to express how you felt to, felt about someone to them in fear of them not feeling the same way yes I can really only say, obviously this applies to your romantic partner, not your family. Um, I have been in situations, but I am the type of person that I now at my age acknowledge, like you were saying in the beginning of this show, Mm -hmm. there's different types of people that love in different types of ways. And now I know that there's especially different types of men that it, they just do not feel comfortable vocalizing how they feel. Right. Like their internal feelings in regards to if they're in love with you or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I tell you, you know what it is. There has been times where I've had to be like, all right, well, bite the bullet and tell the person because me, Betty, if I love you, I will tell you I love you. Because it's just, I'm just, hey, I love you or whatever. I love you, my friend. Or, you know, I'll just feel like it just needs to come out. Because if not, it is like a pressure cooker at whatever point. And it's the most inopportune point. I'm going to be like, I love you. Yeah. So I, I that's me, though. I know that there's many of people, even my sister is a completely different type of person. She's a Virgo. Mm-hmm. And she is more contained with her emotions and more serious and 
even at times, even with her own children, when I see the way that she is and how loving she is, I, I think to myself, I still remember the sister that it was so hard for her to even give me a hug because oh. she, just doesn't, she doesn't like, she feels how awkward, like, you know, and it's just because that's just her personality. And right. now that she has kids and, you know, she's been married a while and she's- And I'm broken in. Yeah, now it's something where she'll be more expressive with love even to me that I'm her little baby sister type yeah. of thing. So I think it's something where maybe you could, and again, we had parents that loved us, but they weren't affectionate parents. Right. So for me to see her, and I guess it is like you and Mike are saying that, yeah, that you can change because she changed. Yeah. And now she's, I see her with her kids and I'm just like, are you my sister? Right. (laughs) It's so different. But for me, I've always been like this. And I'm the type of person that if I don't say it, it will eat me up inside and then I'm going to explode. Yeah. And we can't have that. Yeah. I um, <laughs> I, I just... Now, I will say this. Um, sometimes you have to put your pride to the side and just okay. speak. Just, just tell someone how you feel. Because when you do that, you're going to feel so much better that you did. Like, go into it with no expectations, no emotional expectations. Just tell someone, hey, I think you're dope and uh, I think you're amazing and I have feelings for you and I just want you to know. That's it. Like, and, and, and the, be done with it. Like, you know, change the subject. So how about those, uh, how about those Falcons, huh? Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, um, sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and, and speak up because sometimes, you know, that other person may be waiting and thinking the same thing. Like, yo, I'm really feeling this person, but I don't want to be the only one that feels like this. So somebody got to step out there on the limb and just take one for the team. You might as well be you. So Betty, you have to be, you have to be prepared though. You have to be prepared. Sometimes it's not reciprocated and you're like, oh. Right. So you have to also know, like, don't be out here, like, trying to fall in love with someone and they're basically showing you, like, I'm not interested in you. Like, don't be out here ready to buy an engagement ring and all of that. And they clearly, you ain't got on a one date. They not returning your voicemails your text messages, they're blowing you off. Don't fall in love with that person because that person is clearly just not communicating that they're not interested. But if you find... There is no ouch, Mike. It's reality. And and reality needs to be said, damn it. No more holding the baby hand, okay? If she's not interested in you or if he's not interested in you and you are looking at all of the telltale signs, keep it moving. Because guess what? There's somebody else out there that's going to appreciate you. And that goes to what I'm about to say now. My next question. Have you ever had someone express how they feel towards you and you're like, are they real? Are they being serious? Are they being honest or are they just playing a game? 
Like, did you ever question how genuine they really are with the feelings the that they sincerity? claim to have for you? Yeah. Did I ever question the person's sincerity? Yeah, yes. Of course. Yeah. Especially knowing that men would want to just sleep with you. Mm -hmm. I think all women at some point in life have questioned the sincerity of the person that's telling them certain things. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, of course I've experienced that. So do you think that questioning someone's sincerity can be based on your own personal experiences and not so much whether or not they're sincere? No, I would say it would be both. Your situation with that person and then your own personal experiences. My own personal experiences only have a particular amount of weight in situations that happen to me. Because if not, I would never be doing anything. Mm. Um, because I would always be comparing it to my personal experience. And ah, I don't want to have to go through that again. Let me not do this. And I'm more of somebody that I'd rather take the risk. And, and I'd rather know. Um, like, for example, telling somebody I'm in love with them. And then you don't feel the same way. Well, yeah, of course, I would want you to feel the same way. But if not, it's... It's nothing lost because if you're in love with this person, the fact that you have those feelings and other people might have never felt them, right. that's already a win-win for you right there. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think, I clearly don't mean like stalker situations or anything like that. I clearly mean where you've had communication with the person and, and you guys actually I'm just saying because you know, Bree. Sometimes you could have a whole kind of relationship going on right here and all in the head, right? You, you know, my girl in my head. Yes. So uh I just want to clarify that I don't mean that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then of and then of course once the person tells you no, respect that. That's yes. Yes. No means yes. no. Who means no? For real. For real. Mike says, yeah, I think past experiences are our defense mechanisms so that we don't fall for the same crap. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is definitely true. I mean, you should be learning from your past. If you're not learning from your past, then I don't know what you got going on. You're going to continue to bump your head. So yeah. um, next week's topic, the fears of applying titles. What are we? What are we doing? Like, are we girlfriend, boyfriend, man? One, like, what, what are we doing? Why do you think people are afraid to apply titles to a relationship? I think <laughs> it would be because <laughs> you want to apply a title have that relationship fail. And then now you've just told everybody and their mother, this is your boyfriend, this is your boyfriend. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm not your man. Um, I can't have A through D find out that. Um, yeah. That, um, My squad. Exactly. Exactly. Or the team. The team can't find out you're part of the squad or you're leading the team or whatever. So, no. Um, I think that's why people don't want to 
But I hear that there's certain people that just don't like titles being placed on them, period. So I have definitely heard a lot from men that feel like once you attach a title, the expectations change. Things get serious. Now um, the attitudes change. All of this stuff, there's so many changes when you apply a title that they rather just not apply a title and just let things go the way that they are. To keep the doors open if there is no title, I can do whatever, I guess. Right. And you don't have to hold yourself accountable for anything because it's easy to say, well, I didn't, I didn't say we were exclusive. Like you may feel like we're exclusive. Huh? That applies to women as well. (laughs) Yeah. Cause we'll sit here and we'll, we'll marry you in our head. I'll be trying on your last name, your whole last name. Like, Oh, I like how that sounds. Hey, we do it. I ain't shamed. So definitely make sure that you guys tap in next week when we are talking about the fears of applying titles. Um, What fear, what personal fear do you have when it comes to titles? I know for me, um, just like how you send in your example, like I'm not trying to be played. Um, So if I sit here and I tell the world that you are my man, I need you to act accordingly. I need you to understand that with being in a relationship and having a title, there are some expectations as far as trust, as far as representation. Now I am a representation of you and vice versa. So the way that you conduct yourself in public, like all of that matters. Um, And I guess these are discussions that people should be having even at the beginning of a relationship, even just getting to know one another to see where we align. And if this is something that is going to be a deal breaker later on down the road, don't wait until you're in a relationship to ask your significant other, oh, how do you feel about titles? Like, have it now. Like, why not? So that's all I got to say. But don't tell us till next week. Huh? But don't tell us till next week. <laughs> yes, yes. Hold on to it. Hold on. Let us know. Right, not right now. Hold that thought. If you must, you can send us a DM um, or even create a story and tag us in it. Um, that would definitely be lovely. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and get ready to wrap up the show. Um, Betty, do you have? Of course, we have announcements. Please, Betty, let the great people know. How can they follow you? How can they find you on social media? What do you have going on? Talk, tell them about your show. And um, yes, Betty, take the floor. Well, you can locate me on social media at uh, that underscore B74 on Instagram. Um, right now, uh, I don't really have any other, uh, any other platform. Um, just my Instagram that I give out to people. So I do have a show called that spotlight with that B. However, I am currently injured and I planned to go somewhere this weekend and go live and introduce people to the people from the event, but I am not going to be able to be standing longer than, I don't know, 10 minutes. So Mm. Um, that's on hold for now. 
So, uh, but that's to be announced. It's not something where I actually have a set schedule or I haven't actually even decided if I want to do it more than once a month or twice a month or, but um, if you follow me and you look on my page, once I have something put together, I will post it. Um, but besides that, you can always locate me here on Thursdays, 8.30 to 9.30 with Simply Brie <laughs> and me. And Simply Brie and me. <laughs> that's cute. Uh, that's it for now. <laughs> All right. Um, so you guys can follow me. I am Simply Brie. And you can find me on social media. Just do a Google search, Simply Brie, S-I-M-P-L-E-E. B-R-E-E. And I mean, get at me. I am friendly. I am approachable. I love men. Um, I am not a male basher. We both love men. And um, yeah, we're just here to enlighten you guys. Huh? I said, woo woo. Yes. Listen, give yourselves a round of applause just for existence. Um, so yeah, no, we are here to enlighten you. We are here to to embrace, you know, the conversations, the difficult conversations, the the ones that we tend to not have. We're here to have those and be transparent with you and open up to you so that you can in return do the same thing to the next person. So please make sure that you are engaging with our show by hitting us in the chat box. Shout out to Brian. Uh, shout out to RG. Shout out to Juan Mike. I appreciate everyone that came in tonight and participated with the discussion. Um, make sure that you guys are subscribing to the channel so that you get notifications anytime that we have another episode that's either scheduled to come up or that is actually live because that is really the only way that you will know when we go live, unless you know our schedule, okay? Sunday, let's connect with P's Intuition, um, 11.30 a.m. Sign up under he said what network.com for your free one-question live reading. It's free, okay? Free 99. So um, if you are able to come up uh, and you don't want to be on camera, you simply turn your camera off like this. And we can still hear your voice. So if you don't want to be on camera, you don't have to. 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Mondays, we got Simply Sports with RG and One Mike. And they will be talking about, of course, last week's games, upcoming games, and um, the topic of discussion for that particular night. Tuesdays is He Said What? With your girls simply bring in my male guest for the evening, addressing topics on underlying issues within the Black community that we're just not discussing right now. Wednesdays is She Said What? With your host, Alan Newman Jr. He is doing the same exact thing. And then, of course, you bring it Ooh, all the way back. And we got... <laughs> Betty and myself. So um, I really appreciate you guys checking in with us. I appreciate you supporting the network. Um, please make sure that you follow us on social media at He Said What Network, as you see right down there. Keep in mind, next week, we will be talking about the fear of applying titles. And um, 
until then, you guys have a wonderful evening, and we will check you on the rebound. Yeah. Bye.